0: It's a good hockey team. It can be, as we've seen, a very good hockey team. And maybe, just maybe, it can be that much more. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Sunday at noon, Game 1, Penguins versus Islanders. Finally, right? (laughs) You know, this season has been unusual, unprecedented, to use the the lingo of the day. And at the same time, there's kind of an old, familiar feeling with this group. And I'm not saying that in the bad way. I'm not saying that the way it felt a couple years ago when they faced a very, very different group of Islanders and had their brains smashed into the glass and the boards for four games. And I'm not referring to last summer when there was a a four-and-a-half-month layoff and then just poof, instant playoffs against the 24th seed in a 2014 tournament and, oh, by the way, one of the most talented goaltenders on the planet. This has had more of a steady, gradual, reliable, predictable ascent to it. This whole season has. The Penguins have become a better hockey team along the way. It's easy to say that, I suppose, if you just look back at January when they weren't getting any goaltending Uh, They had no tightness. They were giving up tons of breakaways and odd man breaks and everything else here. But that's not really what I'm referencing here. I believe they've gotten better with each passing month. Particularly, particularly when it comes to staying together on the rink. My friends, you will know within the first 10 minutes... Of game one. What kind of playoff hockey team you have. Not because they'll come out fired up or whatever. Both teams should do that. Not because one side or the other will have to quote unquote weather the storm. I always hated that term. Why are you weathering the storm? Just be the storm. I'm talking about how they play collectively. Watch if they move in groups. Watch if they make Quick passes to each other in tight quarters. Watch how they break out of their own zone. Watch how they skate through the neutral zone to beat the trap. Emphasis on skate as opposed to passing. Watch if you see that they don't like something that they're spying in the neutral zone. If they're okay with just getting the puck past the New York defense, and then going in there and getting the puck that way. These will all be signs that the team is not only ready, but also focused. You know what I mean? Mentally sharp. It's that thing that we hardly saw at all in the Montreal series last year. If this is in place... And if it feels silly to even bring this one up, Tristan Jari performs the way he did in March and for the better part of February, this team is you know, it's it's that. It just is. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by FUBO TV. If you're used to paying 200 bucks a month for your cable bill, if that's become okay with you, you should know that FuboTV is 65 bucks a month for all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. And just for listening to this fine program, if you go to FuboTV.com DK, you get a 7-day free trial and 15% off your first month. For real, fubotv.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. I'm not going to go overboard here. I'm going to make a series prediction because that's what people in this profession tend to do. I see the Penguins winning this in six. I would say five based on the way the matchup is, but... I, I always have a hard time with five or a sweep because just too many different things can happen in playoffs. And I first need to see and feel that Jari is there. You know, the rest of these variables will fall into place. The Penguins are the deeper team up front. Sure, the Islanders are going to get their goals out of Matt Barzal. They're going to get a ton of goals out of Jordan Eberle because that's just what he does against Pittsburgh. And they're going to have a maximum annoyance factor from the Casey Sezikis line because, again, that's what always happens against Pittsburgh. But in between, there's not a lot of there there for the Islanders up front. They haven't gotten anywhere near the impact that they wanted, for example, in acquiring Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac from the Devils. And remember, everybody was like, woo, look at that, what a trade. Defensively, they've got some guys, but they're not super mobile back there. They're not super aggressive, which is part of the reason, but not the only reason that Barry Trotz has the Islanders play this pack it in system. Everything is about taking away the middle of the rink, the middle of the rink. That's the Trotz thing, middle of the rink. I'm not wild about New York's goaltending I've never been all that high on Semyon Varlamov, including when he was in Colorado. There's always been an inconsistency there. This isn't, again, the New York team from a couple years ago. They really have very, very few similarities. And, hey, it's worth repeating, although you'll have heard this a million times this week, by the time I say it for the millionth and first time, Penguins did win six of these eight games, and they did so on merit because they, they can outskate these guys, and they will outskate these guys. They'll win. The bigger question for me is what they do with it. What is the next level that this team can achieve within this first round? Because they will need it. They will need it after that. They will need to continue climbing in all facets, primarily in terms of staying together and puck possession. You're going to hear about that again and again and again from me through these playoffs. When this team sticks together, it defends well. And when it defends well, it scores goals. It scores goals like happenstance because there's that much talent on this team. There's now that much depth. It's the best forward depth they've had since the 2017 championship. Go ahead and give Jeff Carter all the credit for that if you want, but it's not even really that simple. I'd been saying since back in training camp that I wanted to see the Teddy Bluger line become the fourth line. I honestly didn't think that would happen much less with one move. But that's the beauty of Carter coming in, showing he can play center, of Jared McCann really breaking through, I think, this season as an impact winger, and then, and then the magic of Freddie Goodreau. A third line came really out of nowhere from three different directions, and that changes, to me, the trajectory of this whole hockey team along with the third or second defense pairing, depending on how it is that you want to describe Cody CeCe and Mike Matheson. No one knew what the Penguins had in either guy. Not for this season. No chance. Maybe Jim Rutherford. We'll give him credit since he acquired both guys last summer. But they both came in and exceeded at least external expectations. Matheson became a, a dynamo, really, on the left side, after some early hiccups that everyone expected. And CeCe just, I mean, no one saw this coming. No one saw that he'd be the team's steadiest, most reliable defenseman, which he has been. And these guys become your second pairing. And just the same way Teddy Bluger's line got bumped down to fourth and made the fourth stronger, That's what happened with John Marino and Marcus Pedersen. They went down to the third pairing. And now all of a sudden, things looked like they made sense. You know, things looked like the way you would want them to look for a cup contender. I'm not making any grand predictions here. I'm not going over the top. I'm not going to jinx anybody if you're into fourth grade philosophy. (laughs) But I am very comfortable saying that this team is much better positioned now to compete for a championship than it has been at any point since the last time it actually won one of those. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they need your help to do that. Go to PittsburghFoodBank.org to find out how $1 from you is all it takes to produce five full meals to those in need. $1 equals 5 meals. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org and spell out all of those words, Pittsburgh Food and Bank. Today's question comes from Carl, who asks, given Sid's age, his style of play, and the condensed schedule that the Penguins just went through, did playing 20 to 23 minutes per game down the stretch impact his performance in any way, and is it relevant moving forward? You know, Carl, I was wondering about this myself probably about two, three weeks ago before some guy started to come back, before you started to see Kasperi Kapanen and then eventually Gino come back, and really doubly so before Jeff Carter arrived. Because we did see Sid playing a lot of minutes, and it wasn't just Sid. It was his whole line. And I know Sid's older than those guys, but Jake's smaller. And you run the risk with Jake that he's going to get broken by somebody who's really big the more he plays. And all those guys did, all three of them, I'm purposely lumping them together, Spend so much time together on the ice, not just at five on five, but also as the top power play unit. And these guys, I thought, held up pretty well. Were they as dynamic toward the end of that as they were at different points in the middle? No, probably not. But I have a feeling that these few days that the Penguins have had uh, not just to practice, but like yesterday, they were just given the day off. They were nowhere near the rink. Today, they're back at practice at PPG Paints Arena. But they've had a, some downtime. They've had some healing time. They've had some me time, you know, to get away from everything. And without being Sid... Uh, And being in his head to know how he's feeling physically and mentally and everything else here, I'd be really, really surprised if based on what we did see of him in the final few regular season games, if this won't be enough. I didn't see any significant downturn, to answer your actual question. I didn't see any significant drop-off. Again, were they what they were You know, three or four weeks ago, remember in those games against the Devils where Sid was just carrying the team? No, but then he didn't need to be. And there's an element of – what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Prudence? Understanding that, you know, your 1,000% effort isn't necessarily needed that night, so you kind of pace yourself a little bit? I think we saw some of that down the stretch Uh, as well from these guys. I do believe that all of them, notably the captain, will be ready for Game 1 Sunday. And here we go, right? Here we go. Stanley Cup playoffs. And this one just does not feel like a first-round flop. In fact, it kind of feels like something a lot more from the positive perspective. Thanks for listening to this We will have another Daily Shot of Penguins Monday.